And joining us now here at the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show, pleased to have with us soon-to-be president, president-elect for about 24 more hours, uh, Todd Wilkinson, South Dakota rancher. Todd, great to catch up with you, sir. Thanks for joining us. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I am doing well. It's uh, great to be at a convention where you got this kind of optimism. I mean, you're you're seeing the cow-calf producers come into it with uh, – with the idea that maybe they got a little leverage for a change. And that's that's awesome to see our industry is probably looking at three, four good years for for the ranchers out there. Well, let's talk a little bit about that leverage. Let's talk some issues that are top of mind. And I think just to start on your point, I know we're going to be going through a bit of a, a rebuilding of the herd. We're, we're looking at different issues surrounding packer margins, et cetera, the cattle contract library now out there as well. So you think about a couple good years ahead here. What are some of the things that come to your mind with some of that optimism you're hearing here during the trade show and, and more, Todd? Well, Number one, unfortunately, how we got to this position is a function of a drought. Yep. And, you know, it, it, we're down millions of head of cattle from, from where we were. But, you know, this is not unusual ground for the cattle industry. We typically peak in valley every six or seven years. But what's happened now is we're at record exports. We're at uh, all-time demand for uh, for our product. So our products are selling well, they're getting exported, and then you couple that with the cow herd being down. We finally have the leverage on the packer, and, and I I like to be able to play the game with a few aces in my hand. So uh, I enjoy having some leverage for a change. I, I definitely would uh, think that you and, and many other folks like to have some of that leverage. I, I know as well, you mentioned the drought. Uh, that's been tough. I could think especially well in the Dakotas. We've seen that drought. You move out west, we've seen that drought. Uh, what are your thoughts with just the state of things, trying to get some of that moisture, trying to rebuild our forage and, and grassland, pasture, et cetera? What, what are your thoughts there as we kind of try to come out of this drought? Well, you know, I can personalize it from my perspective, from my son and I. Uh, we've never had five dugouts, and we have a lot of pastures, but I've never had five dugouts go dry in the same year ever in all the mm -hmm. 40 years I've been doing this. So, uh, you know, it really hits home when all of a sudden, but I had grass, uh, but I but I didn't have I didn't have moisture, and it wasn't like I could build a pipeline or something into them. So that impact going across the countryside is has just been really difficult for the producer. But you know, um, as much as we like to complain about moving snow, uh, there's it's made up of, uh, of it's just frozen uh, frozen water. So that that snow is going to melt someplace and. And it's going to help uh, maybe revitalize some of this ground that really needs a drink. Definitely. I know there's some other issues that you're going to have a, a hand in with NCBA here this year. Thinking in D.C., I know we got a farm bill we're trying to figure out. And sounds like, you know, that's going to be a heavy lift like most farm bills are. Uh, what are your thoughts there as you look at NCBA priorities for the farm bill? Well, certainly one of them is, you know, and it's been relatively a new creation is that livestock uh, risk policy for for the uh, the calf or or the the feeder mm -hmm. you know uh, i look at our uh, family farm operation and i see my son with crop insurance on corn bean and wheat 
And, you know, there really hasn't been that type of a product other than the last four or five years for that, a good product anyway, for the, for the cattlemen. And now we have a product that's working and it's, we just need to make sure that we can continue that product because right now I could insure one cow or I could insure 2,000 cows. And, and if, if that rancher can put a floor in on a catastrophic event, then they have the ability to maybe make it through some of those issues. Another big farm bill uh, issue is we were successful in getting the foot and mouth vaccine funded in the last farm bill. I was to the tune of like $150 million. Mm -hmm. And now we need to continue that because if we don't continue it, uh, the vaccine eventually expires and then we have to get the preparedness. You know, it's, it's one thing to have the vaccine. It's another thing to have all the tools in place to be able to implement um, quarantine quickly and then release major areas from quarantine. Well, obviously, yeah, you mentioned that, and that's a, a very, very big topic that I'm glad you brought up. I was going to bring that up as well. Obviously, watching different diseases around the globe, keeping FMD out of uh, out of the U.S., out of our herds, et cetera, very, very important. That just goes along with a host of other issues that I know NCBA is always on top of in D.C. for our, our ranchers uh, across the countryside, Todd. Yeah, and, you know, with with us having a, a split uh, Congress, mm-hmm. uh, I think we're we're going to be stuck in uh, gumbo here for a while in terms of uh, new things coming at us. But unfortunately, the administration has clearly identified this is we're going to take our issues forward by regulation, and them taking taking issues towards us by regulation, WOTUS, mm-hmm. uh, Endangered Species Act, all of those issues are, are now coming up. And, you know, the farmer and the rancher, we don't have the ability to fight those things effectively. That's why NCBA is on the ground. That's why we're, we're filed into the WOTUS lawsuit uh, that's in front of the Supreme Court. We, we've just filed an injunction request in Texas trying to stop the EPA. Those issues don't go away, but they got they got emphasized to a higher degree, I think, since the last election, because the administration has clearly charted a course now to try and overregulate the America's producers. I think uh, as well here before we wrap up, Todd. You talked about optimism when we started talking. What are you excited about as you take over the role as president here of the NCBA this year? I, I just think that the horizon is, is the, the outlook out there is, is awesome for, for the livestock sector, in particular the beef sector, because, you know, we've proved one thing. America loves our product. They love to eat. They love to eat a, a piece of beef. And they don't want the fake stuff because, it, you know, COVID taught us uh, real clear that the, that the fake meat and all that stuff was still on the shelves when, when people couldn't find real meat. And that says a lot of, uh, to me. It says that our, our consumer likes the quality of what we're producing. And two, uh, the, the rest of the world wants to get a bunch of it. So our ability to go out there and do what we love to do, um, work on the ground, preserve the ground, make it sustainable, all of that just rolls into a really good situation for the cow-calf sector and the feeder sector for the next four or five years.
Well, Todd, congratulations on taking over as president of the NCBA. I know we'll be talking to you again real soon. Appreciate a few minutes of your time here during the uh, convention this year. Hey, uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk with you.